This is Get Unstuck Radio episode 34, More Leads and Sales with Content with Kyla Dickerson. Kyla and I were interviewing and she go deep in how to do content marketing from start to finish, how to present yourself and it's very informative episode so you might want to prepare paper and pen and take some notes. Check it out. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system, automation, and delegation, and also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. So today, please welcome Kyla Dickerson with me here. Kyla helped women entrepreneurs to increase their visibility, develop brand loyalty, and position themselves as an expert using the power of content marketing. I mean, everyone wants to know about content marketing secrets, right? (laughs) Thank you for joining me today, Kyla. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I have seen a lot of engagement in your post, like from the past few, I mean, few months. I mean, not few. I mean, I think I have been Facebook friend with you for a while, actually, but there are a lot of engagement and that surprised me a lot. So let's start from how important of the content that makes people engage. I would say for me, the key part of writing engagement content has definitely been not only writing stuff that people actually want to read, which of course my past clients have, when they were trying to come up with content topics, they just it's like a deer in headlights. They would just find themselves constantly, you know, staring at a screen for hours and hours and hours on end. And they're like, oh my goodness, I've been sitting here on my laptop all this time and I still don't know what to write. Writing engaging content, I would say what's worked for me personally is motivational quotes. Everyone loves a good motivational quote, right? A second thing that's worked really great for me is asking those engaging questions. So sometimes those engaging questions may be coffee or tea. Right. They can be like market research questions, which is what I like to call them. But you don't want to be like super vague. I'm not sure if you've been inside of Facebook groups where people ask like these really, really vague market research questions. Right. They're like, oh, when it comes to social media, what's your biggest struggle? Yeah, there's there's a lot of struggles with social media. So it could be writing the content. Right. It could be getting the engagement. It could be not using the right hashtags. If you're using Instagram, it could be. Uh, not using YouTube properly. It could be, oh, my profile isn't optimized, right? So there's just so freaking much. But as far as content marketing, it's really, really important that you have, you're communicating the right way to your audience across all platforms. It doesn't, now for content marketing, it's not so much as specific as say digital or social media marketing, because with that, you may be getting more into traffic. But with content marketing, content marketing is more so about the message you're putting out there, the sort of tone you're using, and how well it resonates with your people. So when it comes to asking those market research questions, definitely get more specific. So for me personally, a good market research question for my audience would be, uh, which one do you feel is more important, marketing or selling? As you and I both know, both are the bloodline of your business. But with marketing, if you don't have the correct message, you don't have the correct content or the right content that really resonates, your marketing efforts may not, you know, bring the results that you want. That's something that's really been really helpful to me as far as getting that engaging content. Of. When we test the market, like which message more resonate? Is there any like 
shortcut to test that or we actually um, really have to put it out there. That's the only way. What I love about content marketing is that it gives every entrepreneur the creative freedom that they so need. So for me personally, a lot of what I had to do was trial and error. So um, just kind of like a little spoiler alert. And for me personally, back when I was involved in the MLM industry, I used to do Forex trading, right? But once I left that, I actually, only thing I had was my creative writing skills to market, brand myself, and to get my brand to where it is today. But what helped me, I would say, in um, writing the perfect message that resonates with people is definitely researching the pain points. I will, If you're my client, I will always, always, always tell you to start with the pain points. What When you're thinking about content, what content to post, there's a few ways you can go about it. So number one, you can look at what your competitors are doing. Look at what sort of content they're posting. Right. So that's one way you can go about it. The second way you can go about it is understanding the pain points and struggles of your target audience. But you won't know that until you ask the people. So, you know, we live in a digital world. We have a quarantine. We have Rona, you know, kind of ruining some of our vacation plans and stuff. So what better way to get the engaging content than to engage with your audience, right? So sometimes doing that uh, market research, having uh, done that market research was definitely a true, I would say, pivoting point for my business as far as writing content that really resonates. So how you write pain point driven content, figure out the pain points of your audience. So let's say for me, right, the pain points of my target audience is how to get more engagement. Um, how to get people to tune into what you're saying, right? Because when I was working with um, network marketers, they had a hard time getting people to just even listen to what they had to say. Now, of course, that could that could be really, really discouraging for an entrepreneur trying to get themselves out there. But definitely in the early stages of your business, that's what it's all about growing your brand, growing your audience, and growing your visibility, right? And yes, content marketing is a huge part in that because, again, if, people, if you're not talking about interesting topics, people are not going to really care what you have to say. So then you're going to constantly find yourself um, constantly posting a bunch of content with, you know, no engagement. It's like, it's like, you know, what's the content without engagement, right? But first asking, uh, first looking at your competitors, see what content they're putting out so that can at least give you some topics to talk about, right? And the second way is to just ask your audience, like, what more do they want to see? But the third way to go about it is doing that market research. You can ask people more about what are their pain points and such. And I will say this, for me personally, getting people to sacrifice maybe like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour of their time to just talk it, it's been kind of difficult because you know stuff comes up stuff happens so you know people forget and again with content marketing you have to be consistent with publishing content what i mean by that is you have to stay top of mind so you know kind of how in some of your competitors would tell you to oh push out so much content that way when people have the problem they come to you they know to come to you because you've been so consistent right but with getting engaging content, I hope I'm not going off to Pluto here, um, getting that engaging content for me, it's the best thing that's worked for me personally is knowing uh, what people like, what people think about, what people are uh, genuinely concerned about. So right now, my audience is concerned about how to 
how to cut through all the noise, okay? How to make their brand stand out, how to write the content that resonates, how to write pain point driven content, uh, coming up with ideas to talk about, coming up with topics to talk about. That's what my audience is. So, you know, that's what's on their mind. Those are the sort of questions that they have. So sometimes you can actually anticipate um, what sort of questions they'll have. Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah, indeed. So here's another thing. When we start asking whoever in there, like what we are right now, so we have, use, have been using our personal Facebook, right? We're not talking mm -hmm. about their, um, Facebook page or business page at all. Like we use our personal Facebook. When we start mm -hmm. asking, but then no one answer. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that somehow leads to the like bottleneck that, okay, then what next? This seem doesn't work. <laughs> right right you're right but just have to keep asking right until we find the first question that they somehow want to answer something like that sometimes so with definitely i like how you um i'm thankful that you did bring up that point as far as you know publishing content but never getting no engagement never getting no one to even respond so in my experience um it's funny that you mentioned that because, of course, I'm in the stage of putting more of my focus on building up my business pages versus just my personal page. But on my personal page, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of testing within the last year and a half. So I've noticed that my encouraging posts, sometimes sharing the struggles that I'm going through that would resonate with my audience. So again, feeling something that would resonate with my audience is feeling like, I didn't have a voice, feeling like no one cared to hear what I had to say or to didn't even want to, you know, tune into my content, right? So now feeling like I have a voice to be able to empower people on the level that I want to empower them, right? But it's, sometimes I have to backtrack what I did to even get to where I am now. So getting a response, I can tell you for any network marketers out there that may be listening or watching this, back when I was trading Forex, the only time I could get a response the only time I could get any sort of engagement was, oh, do you want to know how to make money in your sleep? Now, at the time, I didn't understand how sleazy that was. I didn't understand how vague that was, right? I was just doing what, you know, my upline was telling me to do. But again, that was literally the only time. Not even my motivational quotes were performing well. And that's crazy because people come to social media to be educated, to be entertained, or to, you know, be informed, right? That's what people come to come to social media for. So that's why I preach something about the rule of the three E's. Educate, empower, encourage. Because that's what people come to social media for. But again, my motivational quotes weren't performing well. The only time I could get a response is, oh, do you want to learn how to make money in your sleep? Well, of course, that sparks some curiosity. Like, ooh, make money in my sleep. Like, okay, you got my attention right but anything else i posted with the post would just flop like i could never get engagement but now my motivational quotes do good uh, some of my discussion market research questions do good but my post on selling my products and offering my products or services like you know a call to action with if you want to I don't know if you want, if you're ready to alleviate some of your time and want someone to handle that headache for you, uh, fill out this contact submission form on my website. 
those posts for me do not get a lot of engagement at all. But everything else, like if I share my personal struggles, you know, business struggles, or if I post motivational quotes, those get engagement. Those get a response, right? So some behind the scenes content that I posted was about, let's say, being so hard on myself, being my own worst critic and feeling like I haven't done enough, right? That post got a lot of engagement. You can go on my personal page and just scroll on what performed well and what didn't. Like you can, for anyone out there that's watching and listening to this, you can find me on Facebook at Kayla Dickerson and just go look at what I've tested. Go look at what, some of the stuff I posted and you'll see the difference in how, hey, you may even see like, okay, Kayla, I see why this post did well and why this post didn't. Hey, some of you may be able to give me some good feedback. Who knows? But uh, that's, you can literally go on my entire page and kind of study what I did. So and the best part is free. Like, you don't have to pay for it. You can just look at what I did and, you know, kind of learn from there. I think I connect with you from Sebastian. And I just, like, have seen you guys comment between each other. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered that your posts have very high engagement. That's always, like, surprised me. That's why I'm, like, <laughs> you, I guess. Yeah, and I keep in touch with you in that sense so it's actually very impressed like the way you test and i have been seeing you doing that all year long i mean you're very consistent person (laughs) thank you you also ask them that what are your niche how your audience what are their pinpoint like you always go back to that place all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of course so that is the foundation that they they really have to get clear yes ma'am and for those who doesn't have the avatar yet, do you know? <laughs> for those who still cannot figure it out that this is my niche or not, how would mm-hmm. you help them then? How do I help them? That who that is a really good question, Mutita. Did I pronounce your name right? Correct. Like very correct on point. Thank oh. you. Cool. Okay, awesome. So for me personally, every time I'm working with a client or doing a strategy session with someone, I don't care if it's a network marketer or a solopreneur or creative, creative entrepreneur, I don't care the niche, me personally. So that's one pro and con that comes with being a content marketer. But something that I love doing is going back to, I love going back to the foundation, right? Because the foundation, there has to be solid foundations. I don't care what niche or expertise or industry it is there has to be solid foundations right because for me personally okay and here's some more insight on getting that creative um well no not creative but getting the engagement right had it not been for me doing the market research again market research is boring i know but it helped me okay if i didn't do the market research if i didn't listen to my target audience and ask them like what are some of their pain points if i didn't pay attention to some of the other market research questions that people similar to my niche um would post if i didn't that market research helped me to build those solid foundations testing and trying so many different things also helped me in building a solid foundation but again something that i noticed with a lot of the people that i work with or have hop on a call with is you can't craft the message if you don't know what to say. Again, you can't craft the message if you don't know what to say. You don't know what to say if you don't know what resonates. You don't know what resonates if you don't ask. 
So for me personally, as far as, um, say, if you were my client and we were selling your one-on-one services, the first things I would be asking you is, uh, again, looking at your foundations, I would ask you about the transformation you offer. Because in content, we need to communicate that. So communicating the transformation that you offer, right? It's hard to craft the perfect message to know what to say or to know what resonates if we don't know the sort of transformation that people are looking for. So let's say you have a bridge, right? Your, your client is on this side, right? You're on this side of the bridge. You, you know the path, you know the way, you know the bridge is built of, you know, concrete, maybe some wood. You know the materials that's needed to build that strong bridge, right? But your client does so the bridge represents the transformation. The bridge represents, you know, getting to the other side where you've accomplished your goals and now you're living the lifestyle you want, right? So, but also in that bridge, we have to, we have to communicate the transformation, but we also have to position you as the expert, right? So with that bridge, your client doesn't, your client cares less about, the materials you use to build the bridge, the materials you use to, they just want to know how to get to the other side. Okay. So for me, my client wants to know how to get engagement. They want to know like, what do they say? Okay. So, but they may not know that their foundations is weak. So they may need to clarify their message. They may need to own in on their message. They may need to define the target audience because that's foundational. Now, for me, I wish I had the, the drawing, but I would say at the heart of marketing and selling is the people and the messaging. You can't market if you don't have the right message. You can't sell if you don't have, if you're not selling the right product or you're not marketing to the right people. So people, messaging, marketing selling it all comes together like it's all like one big system that works together but as far as knowing what to say and having those solid foundations sometimes the people i work with they don't know who like who exactly they want to work with most times they just have an idea right they just have this cool idea and they you know they just want to start selling but we also have to analyze is there really a need for that idea and that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about. They just, it's like trying to sell fur coats in Miami. You know, Miami's not really the place for fur coats. Now, if you go to New York, colder climates, if you go to Canada or the UK, they have a use for fur coats. But Miami, you know, maybe not so much, right? So how do you go about knowing what to say? Again, it's that it's looking in the foundations of your business. It's knowing who you want to serve, Right. Now, knowing who you want to serve doesn't always have to be so much, oh, I want to serve women of color. Okay, cool, but we need to be more specific. So, again, when I'm working with clients, when I'm trying to help them craft the perfect message, I often ask them, product-wise, what's the transformation? What's, what's the benefits? Okay, some people get so caught up in their messaging. I see it all the time. Some people get so caught up in saying oh my product's more affordable i have the best prices around oh i have um what's something else that people say oh i do numerous coaching calls with people blah 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 right but is that really what your client cares about does that really align with the transformation they're looking for so your client 
may not care so much about how many coaching calls you offer, but they may care more about what they're getting from the coaching calls. Your client may be wondering, okay, Mutita offers 10 coaching calls a, a month. Okay, cool. But what can I expect to learn? That's the missing piece. People don't know how to communicate what their clients can expect when working with them, right? So for me, in my messaging, I may tell people, I may say more stuff about imagine having people tuning into what you have to say versus, oh, imagine getting 100 likes on your post. Well, which one would resonate more with you? Which question would resonate more with you, right? So clarifying the transformation, right? Because that's, that's foundational to your business. If you don't know the transformation you offer, well, how am I going to be able to help you sell more of your services if you don't know the transformation? I have to have that data. If you're my client, I have to know the transformation. I have to know the benefits, right? I have to know what your audience is looking for, right? And I also need to know like what they've tried in the past as far as trying to solve this problem. I have to know why it didn't work in the past. Why? Because when I go to write content for you, when I go to do some content copywriting for you, it needs to speak. It needs to resonate with the right people, right? Because you want to attract the high-paying clients that value your work. That's what every person wants, I think. You have to, again, it's hard to know what to say if you don't have that necessary data. If you don't, sometimes it could be the product, but is the product really transformational? Does it really transform lives? Okay, mm -hmm. so with network marketers, sure, a lot of people may want to, you have to also think about buying power and if people are ready and willing. So a lot of entrepreneurs talk about being coachable, being coachable, being coachable, but to their client, they may not care about being coachable. They may care more about the transformation. Again, what can they expect from working with you, right? It needs to be qualified. And if you're not clear, like, how can you sell things, right? Even mm -hmm. the entrepreneur, solopreneur, or like the business owner themselves, not clear of what mm -hmm. they are doing, not clear of what exactly the service they're providing. How can mm -hmm. someone buy it? Exactly. Just like with um, another example would be network marketers, right? they some of them and i can tell like even when i was doing network marketing because a lot of my strategies or methods i guess you would call them i tried them out a lot with when i was trying to build my brand from when i was i used to trade for used to trade forex i'm sorry i can't speak proper english today um <laughs> so I, I get jumbled up too so network marketers again for the fifth time some of them to the network marketer, they focus on wanting to build a team, wanting to build a team, wanting to build a team, right? Or they say, oh, they throw out this bait of, oh, make extra money, generational wealth, oh, breaking generational curses, right? But what if your customer is not aware of, never heard of network marketing? What if they don't understand generational wealth or generational curses? What if they don't understand or they're not even aware that they have a generation, right? But again, the tonality, this is where tonality kicks in. You have to understand um, some people in their messaging, they come off as preachy and very, very judgy, right? Judgmental. And that's a turnoff. That's why I say your content can either attract more clients to you or it can repel business. But my clients, they may not be understanding what they're doing wrong. 
they may not understand that, oh, I'm using the wrong tonality. That's why people don't take me up on my offers. Oh, I haven't clarified my message. That's why I don't get clients. Oh, my messaging is off. That's why I'm not getting clients. Oh, I don't even know what transformation I offer. That's also why I'm not getting clients. You know, so there's so many symptoms to, uh, you're laughing, but like, I'm so very serious. Like there's so many different symptoms. That's why it's, for me, a person might say, how do I get more engagement? I have all these back-end questions to ask you because I got to look at your foundations. I have to know what you're doing foundational-wise so I can truly pinpoint what's wrong with your content strategy, okay? It's one thing to just, again, with network marketers, it's one thing to talk about, oh, have a profitable side hustle, but you'll also see with some network marketers and their content, they say stuff like, oh, you're working that nine to five, you're building someone else's dream. Aren't we doing the same with with MLM? Aren't we doing the same with network marketing? We're still building someone else's dream. We just get to get paid a little bit more, right? Yeah, I confused many times about that. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like again, the the tone. The, what's wrong with that is the tonality for one. Um, the second thing that's wrong with that is it's it's a much, it's just a huge turnoff to people. It just really is. So, um, again, with network marketers, I see them do it all the time. The network marketer, okay, and their mindset is, I want to build a team. I want to build a team. I want more sales. I want more customers. I want more leads, right? But content marketing-wise, there's so much that has to happen. There's so much work to be done if you have weak foundations. Is your client aware of the problem that they have? You can't say, oh, I offer this. Buy from me. Book a call. No, you have to kind of do some, you got to backtrack a bit. So for me personally, I can't say, oh, Mutita, buy my services. I can help you with content. Well, what if Mutita doesn't understand how content can help her get sales? What if Mutita doesn't know like how content marketing can help her get more clients? What if Mutita doesn't understand how the right messaging will attract the right kind of people that she actually likes to work with, right? So that's another blind eye that people need to open up I feel though for for my industry or for people who content again you have to have the right messaging across all platforms right but again from a network marketing perspective a network marketer to me says I want to build a team I want clients I want leads I want customers okay but from network marketer to customer the network marketer may have this tonality that's just such a turnoff. Like, oh, you're building someone else's dream. Oh, you don't, you 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 don't know like to how to build generational wealth, and that's a turnoff. People don't like to be made to feel dumb. No. So what you do is to fix that, you educate them properly. I've had people tell me that when they read my content, not only does it really resonate, but it, they say like. Kayla, whenever I read your content, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're inside my head. And that's the piece that I love them. I love, love, love the most is when I can get inside the minds of people. Because like, even for coronavirus, right? All of you who are in the traveling industry should be publishing content on how to protect yourself on when going on trips, how to properly sanitize hospital, you know, not hospital beds, but um, for all the traveling experts out there, your content should be about how people can protect themselves and still have a good time while they're out and about, okay? 
Some people are for the face mask, some people are not. But again, it's not about silencing your voice. That's not what the mask is for. It's to protect you from inhaling cough droplets from a sick person or a carrier of coronavirus, okay? But again, like for traveling agents, some of them, they only talk about, oh, get this deal, uh, travel to the Virgin Islands for $500. They only talk about the deals, okay? Your client wants to know, what, like paint the picture on how they're gonna have a good time in the Virgin Islands. Getting a good deal, okay, getting your plane tickets for cheap, that's just only a small piece of the, the big picture, okay? Like getting your plane tickets for cheap, that's just like icing on the cake. But again, it's kind of like, you have to first you make your client aware, okay? You can't position yourself as an expert if you don't make your client aware. All right, so someone else that I would direct you guys to is Penny Sue, right? She talks a lot about making clients aware of their problem. So let's say, for example, again, going back to you network marketers that have, that sell like diet pills and all that good stuff. Okay, think about the process that you go through when you're looking for a solution to your problems, right? First, you may do some research, right? You do some research. If you're trying to lose weight, you may research, you know, symptoms, uh, why you're having so much trouble losing weight. You may find some tips like drink more water, get more sleep, uh, you know, I don't know, eat lemons. Okay, so you try that. You see some results, you're happy, but you do more research, right? Okay, then eventually uh, you in your customer journey, you travel on into somewhere where you're researching different options or different personal trainers for to help you lose weight and then eventually once you collect all the facts you do your consideration then you finally pick one but next time you look for a solution think about the same exact process that you go through so for a month or so you may just simply research why you're experiencing your problem or what what's the name of this problem that i'm experiencing Right. So again, with content marketing, people don't understand how messaging plays into a part in them getting more sales, more leads, more customers, more clients. They don't know that engagement, not the problem. You can't have you can't have sales if you're not marketing. You can't market if you don't know who you're talking to. You can't create content if you don't know who you're talking to. So is this making sense or am I just oh. kind of all over the place? At the point that you mentioned about the latest example about the network marketer, that like until they find this product that they created, they have done the research. So it's actually a good way to discover that message from the way that they own building their own product. And that's, mm -hmm. I think many people forget about that. Mm -hmm. they Most thought definitely. they thought it was different things right mm -hmm. like they thought that it could just oh just a product just sell it to people no there's, there's more like you hear all the time like oh people buy on personality well do you know how to communicate your awesome personality do you <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just so much that goes into it you know it's just so much more than what people understand or are aware of okay when you talk about personality, okay, I have like full disclosure. I hired copywriter last year 
to like create mm-hmm. content for me. There was mm-hmm. no engagement. The sales dropped. Like things are getting backward. Yeah, last year. Yeah. But exactly because it was myself talking in that content. Mm-hmm. Like even when I read it, I understand. But there was something that not makes me click with it even. And mm-hmm. you know, this is a, a very big problem when we texting, right? And the person who I talking with, they usually put my voice into the text. Well, when it's a good way, of course, it's a good conversation. But when I didn't mean to talking in the bad way or make them angry or something, they already put my voice into it and they misunderstood. You know what I mean? When you read and then you put Yeah, them. definitely. Yeah. So when I put my <clears throat> at the time that I read my previous content like last year, it's not resonant mm-hmm. with how I speak. Mm-hmm. And that is the tonality that you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. And when Most you talk, yeah, and when we talk right now, once I discover that, I mean, of course, I cancel those contracts and I just come back to being me, like a real me. And mm-hmm. that's a game changer, for real. Because mm-hmm. I actually show up from the place where I am, where I have been, what I have been through, like what you just mentioned exactly. It's actually mm-hmm. always the journey. And people actually want to know what you have been through more than how can you help them. Oh, yeah. Most most definitely 100,000%. Um, I must commend you for how you talked about getting back in touch with, you know, being authentically you. So me too, I'm guilty of doing that because again, there's so much content out there to tell you how to get engagement. There's so much information out there, right? But again, your voice, your personality is going to resonate with the right people. So let's say if you were a content marketer, right? Let's say if I specialized in engagement, but you were better at, let's say if you, you know, did the same thing. Some people may like my, you know, straightforward, no BS, no fluff attitude. Some people may not, may not. So therefore, some people are going to be more drawn to you because they love how you explain things. They love your insight. They love how you, they may love your bubbly personality. You know, for me personally, I'm more of a no BS, straightforward, try to be honest, but not make people to feel dumb. I like to properly educate people. So using the tonality like some people don't understand how like yeah maybe so mindset can have something to do with it but how people interpret your words your your language or your personality through your content that's something else that's a struggle so something that i noticed with um past clients and people i hop on a call with is they don't want to work with a copywriter sometimes because they feel like oh, no, it won't be my voice. Well, my job is not to put your stuff in my voice. It's to put your stuff in your voice. It's to communicate your intelligence and your brilliant personality through your content, right? I'm just here to to help you translate your awesome personality and your content. That's it. I'm not here to turn your stuff into mine. Like, no, you, you still get to be uniquely you in your content. Like, that's what I'm here to help you with. Not 
okay, I'm going to change everything. Like, no, you, we, cause we can't have the, the good content without you and your audience isn't trying to resonate with me. They're trying to resonate with you. You know what I'm saying? So that was a really good point that you brought up. Yeah. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. And <laughs> no, this is another issue. Like when you pick a niche, right? So mm-hmm. this is, this is my personal question. When I communicate with them with the pain that they have been through, I somehow mm-hmm. attract the wrong people. Like I attract the person who's struggling, like a real struggle at that point, and they couldn't mm-hmm. afford my service. I, I think mm-hmm. you have heard about this kind of story quite often. Yeah, but I can't afford it, excuse yeah. or objection. Yeah, because they are the real, like resonated avatar back in the days but then they couldn't afford that because they they were there they're still there right now and they haven't come over for the investment part Mm -hmm. how can we solve that i mean because i have seen two sides of school of thoughts currently that like in our new feed somehow those who Mm -hmm. really i call out those who i want to work with with the positive mindset, like this is the real people, not talking about what they have been through, what are their problems, but this is who they are. And another mm-hmm. who of thoughts are those who only communicate with the pain, what they are struggling, like what they are currently experiencing right now. So I don't mm-hmm. know which one would work better. What would you suggest? You mean like how to attract more high paying clients instead of just those only struggling and can't afford your services? Is I mean, that what you were asking? I mean, if the if the expected outcome is to both, um, for example, book a call with me and like get on the phone, of course, we're going to close on the phone. But then the message that I put out there to compare between I call out those who I want to work with without talking about that pain versus mm-hmm. those who have been struggling with some certain situation. Mm-hmm. How can we know um, who work best? Hmm, that's a really good question. So, but you can, right? Like when when they communicate, like the whole page. Let's say, obviously, the way you would communicate to someone who can afford your services and is ready and willing, obviously, you would love to work with those sort of people, right? Because they're willing to, they understand and give you that equal exchange of energy, which you know they they pay, they give you money, they give you, you know, they pay you what you want to be paid. They pay you what you're worth and you get to help a client transform, right? You would, everyone wants those kind of clients, right? But again, it kind of goes back to, um, let's say the people who have the pain points, but can't afford your services. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs do struggle with that. Cause even for me personally, I struggle with that too. Like content copywriting services, you can't go cheap on those. Okay. But here's something um here's a few factors to take into consideration so number one buying power uh number two the level of awareness i would say take those two into consideration so buying power of your audience what do i mean by that again you have people who are ready and willing versus they have the pain points but they're not willing to pay all right. So, of course, as us entrepreneurs, and this is something that I'm kind of against, 
I don't believe in wasting my time with people who can, um, and some people may not like this, but I believe in not wasting my time with just to hear, oh, I can't afford it, right? So me as, us as entrepreneurs, okay, this going back to us entrepreneurs, right? We have to think about the buying power and the level of awareness. Now, it's going to be hard to tell whether that person is able to afford our services until we get on a sales call with them and they finally say yes, right? That's kind of the only way to know whether they have the buying power to afford our services. Now, the level of awareness, again, there are some people who, and I like to keep things super simple. I don't like to complicate things. That's why I'm very straightforward. But when it comes to level of awareness, you're going to have a lot of people that probably resonate with a lot that you're saying, that probably love, love, love your content, love every piece of content that you put out, Mutita. But you, the other side of the coin to that is you have to think about, well, you as an entrepreneur, you have to stand firm in what you offer, like your free content versus your paid content. You know very well you can offer a better transformation to your clients if they pay for it, right? Because you know you're going to deliver the results they want. You know you're going to serve that client the best way you can. But you can't do that for free. Like, your business doesn't run off of thank yous. It doesn't run off of, oh, Mutita, uh, that was really good content, but can I ask you another question? So us as entrepreneurs, we do have to use the power of discernment. We have to discern, like, it's just like with knowing, you know, whether you want to work with the client or not. Some people can be willing to put in the work, but not ready to pay. And some people can be ready to pay, but not willing to, you know, hold up their end of the bargain. Right. So that's why you want to have a consistent messaging. All right. Because the person that's willing and ready, they may resonate with the content, you know, all of your content and the people who are, uh, not able to afford your services they may you know they may they too may resonate with uh the content that you put out as well but again like for me personally what i like to do is i like to put up a context submission form so for me this is a, a barrier that i use to tell whether a person is um good fit ready yeah a good fit right exactly so what can you do to fix that messaging Content-wise, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, this is something that I realized. So there are some affiliate marketers that vouch for high-ticket clients. There are some people who have polarizing content about get high-ticket clients, more charge more, work with less people. And then there's people who vouch for, oh, do digital products so you're not always waiting on a client or wondering where the next client is going to come from. Because I think another thing that us entrepreneurs struggle with is some of us who are service-based, sometimes income fluctuates. It's an up and down hill, right? It's the true journey of, you know, being an entrepreneur. But um, what, as entrepreneurs, like, what can we do to make sure that our butt is covered, for one? Like, you, you have to ask yourself those questions. Like, what can Mutita do to make sure that Mutita is um, covered? Okay, what can Mutita do to bring Mutita in consistent income? So for me personally, like, I think that maybe Facebook and LinkedIn would probably be the best place to find clients. But even still, it's not guaranteed that all like I'm just going to get a bunch of high ticket clients from either platform. Now, the other part for me as an entrepreneur, what I'm doing for my business, 
I am able to do digital products and service based. So instead of me waiting all day long, maybe or maybe not, you know, landing a high ticket client, because I'm going to be honest, sales is not my, my best, you know, strong suit. It's just not. But writing is, you know, but I have to, it's not fear. I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's not fear of getting on a sales call. It's, I think it's, every entrepreneur is like, you know, oh, am I going to waste time? Am I going to hear the I can't afford it objection? You know, because let's be real. What? what more can we do as an entrepreneur if a person can't afford our services, right? We can end the sales call in good note saying, hey, well, you know, I still offer great content. You can always, you know, get some tips and tricks from that. But again, the transformation that a person gets from your paid content versus the, the free content, like the, the end user, the consumer, it's just like with anything else, you have to be so fed up with something that you're ready to take action. So again, ready to pay, ready to take action. Is the consumer or the client aware that you can help them solve a problem? And if so, well, what's holding them back? A lot of people say, oh, my, it's my mindset, the fear, the doubt, it's holding me back. Well, that's, that's the consumer's fault. Like if you allow fear and doubt to hold you back, then that's on you. If I allowed fear and doubt to hold me back, you would not see no content from me. I mean, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Let's be honest. You know, so for me personally, it's like, okay, well, I understand that. I don't know if you know about, if you heard of Jordan Belfort, you may have seen, may or may not have seen the Wolf of Wall Street movie, but Jordan Belfort in his straight line persuasion, um, he talks a lot about there's two type of buyers they're your perfect clients. So you as an entrepreneur, you have to decipher um, what sort of client are you dealing with. Now, the first archetype of your best buyer is ready to take action right now. Okay, that's one kind of buyer. The second kind of buyer is they're, you know, they wanted, they do want to do something about their problem, but maybe within the next month or so. So it's up to us as entrepreneurs to, you know, kind of turn up our really, you know, show our sales skills and, you know, push them and influence them and persuade them to do something now instead of in a month. But then you have the other two not so good type of buyers. There's the freebie junkies. Okay. Some people, and again, the level of awareness, some people may only be ready for your freebies. Because they're getting, they're meeting you for the first time. They're discovering your business for the first time. They don't know you yet. They don't have a feel for your personality. All right. But we as entrepreneurs, we all know as people that are just freebie junkies. And we, you know, they just want free, 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 free. Well, we don't want to waste our time with those sort of people. Because that time can be used for creating content. We, subtlepreneurs and entrepreneurs, we have so much on our plate already. So, no, we don't want to waste our time with people that can't afford our services. Even though that may sound mean to some people, your time is limited. Okay, you have to use your time so wisely. So sometimes it's not always a matter of, oh, how do I try attract a high-ticket client? There's just so many factors that go into it, Mutita. I just got to be honest with you. From a content marketing perspective. Seems like we have to walk the whole traffic to where they are right now right either cold mm -hmm. warm or hot ready to go right away so we have to keep mm -hmm. educate them of the whole pyramid that's what i get from what you have been telling me today and mm -hmm. especially if you have the 
um, digital product, let's say like a course or any service base or anything that they are ready to buy at their level, they can just mm -hmm. jump in right away if they are ready and educated enough, right? That seems of like course. the ideal way to sales with the content marketer from what I learned from you today. Yes, of course. You're definitely on the, the right track. Even for me personally, I got to be honest with you again. I've caught myself spending probably two to three months thinking like, should I do digital products or should I just sell my one-on-one -on -one services? Because again, there's so much advice and noise out in the marketplace, right? But us as entrepreneurs, sometimes we just have to do what feels most aligned with us. So for me, and again, how you were saying like, you know, how you were asking about what sort of message should I put out there for my high ticket clients who are ready and willing versus the ones who have all the pain points, but they're not ready or willing, right? So from a content marketing perspective, I can put out affordable, not cheap, because I know that's a bad word in the entrepreneur world. Um, <laughs> that's kind of like a curse word in the entrepreneur world, right? Like using the word cheap. So I can put out affordable products, low ticket products, less than $100, and they could still not be ready or willing to buy they could there's people who could complain about oh you should sell it for 21 and not 97 well again our businesses don't run off of thank yous they don't our businesses definitely don't run off of discounts you only do discounts when you're trying to hit a sales goal right at least most of the time but and then there's also i could I could give all the, this is my mindset. I can give all the discounts and cheap stuff. I'm sorry if I'm cursing, some entrepreneurs out there. Um, I can give out all the cheap stuff and the, the most affordable or the most discounts in the world for my services and products. And there's still someone that's going to find something wrong saying I should have charged cheaper. My mm -hmm. services should be cheaper or I should have gave a bigger discount, right? So you have those those hassler, hasslers, the people who just hassle you. You're going to have the people who always try to bargain with you. But again, you have to, I guess this is where the, the vibe, I don't know, baby. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah. guess that's where the vibe and energy keeps in place. Again, you have to, sifting for a paying client, whether it's high ticket, low ticket or whatever, sifting for clients, sifting for paying customers. It's always like, it's like a gold mine, okay? You're, you're sifting through all that water and dirt trying to find those gold nuggets. The gold nuggets being the clients and the customers that's willing and ready to pay, okay? So again, for the consumer's end, they have to be ready, willing, and fed up with struggling so much. If they're not, what else can you do to help them? Like, what else can you do to help them? If they're not ready or willing, if they're not fed up enough, okay? then what can we do as entrepreneurs to help them? We can't persuade them to do something now. We can't. And then again, like the, the client or the customer, they have to do the inner work as far as working on their own fear and doubt. Cause there's, I'm pretty sure there's probably some mindset coaches out there listening and watching this. And you may have clients that have so much fear and doubt. They're still not ready to work on their mindset. They're probably like, Oh, they put a name on the symptom. They know it's fear. They know it's doubt, but they're still not ready or willing or fed up enough to actually take action and solve the problem. But again, if the client or the consumer is not ready or willing or fed up enough, what can we do? Like, what can we do? So it's having that balance sometimes. It's not so much 
sometimes Matita, it's not you that oh you're not putting out a good enough message you're not putting out a good enough content you're not it's not because you're not doing enough sometimes it's just it's not you it's the client it's not you it's the consumer it's not you it's the customer they're just not ready or willing or fed up enough and that's something i had to realize content wise it would the same amount of content i would put out for a high ticket offer and close maybe one to two people a month probably would be the same amount of content i would put out for selling digital products but again there's so much marketing so much content there's so much work that has to be put into building trust uh developing brand loyalty and increasing visibility so uh, does that answer your question or did oh, I yes. it? 100%. You just answer it in the very nice way and whole picture. That is something that I addicted on. Like I couldn't live without paper and pen. Like when mm-hmm. I study, when I lecture or anything, this thing have to be next to me all the time. Because I don't like <laughs> to remember everything. Like I couldn't say that, oh, I remember that. No, you wouldn't remember everything in your brain. You have to note it down. And when you come back and read it, this thing will remind you into your memory. That that's how I live my life. Simply put it that way. I mean, that's a really great tip, actually, <laughs> to write stuff down because entrepreneurs have a lot on their plate. So writing stuff down is probably the best way to go. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe! Like I keep saying that to my clients almost every day. I just said that today, actually. Like note down every. <laughs> how can I help you? I mean, that's crazy. Anyway. Thank you so much for your time today. And I mean, anyone who watching it until now, I bet you already know many things like what I have been doing as well. So in case someone want to work with you, how can they reach out to you then? My website is www.kaylanardashi.com. Again, that's K-A-Y-L-A-N-E-R-D-A-S-H-I.com. And you can also follow me on, um, you can connect with me on Instagram, same username, Kayla Nadashi. And you can connect with me on YouTube at Kayla Nadashi as well. If you are looking to work with me, there is a contact submission form on my website. Fill it out and I'll get back to you ASAP. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kayla. I really appreciate you for having me and I'm glad that I was able to answer some of your questions and you know where to find me if you have any other questions. Awesome. Hey, Get Unstuck family. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to get notification in case the new episode coming out. And please give us the honest review. We really appreciate you. And if you would like to have me sharing my thing with you on weekly basis, check out World Wide Web ebmgetunstuck.com Let's get unstuck together!